Kizzy's Friday Game Changers, taking your business to the next level. Number one means you're always on top. You're, 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 you're on the number one. Thanks for dropping in. It's fantastic to have you with me. This week, we're giving the show over to our game-changing elite for some insightful, practical, and powerful advice to take your business to the next level. Our elite this week are Ninja Speaking Coach Francis Cahill, Richard Tang, founder and chairman of Zen Internet. Uh, we've got Andre Watson, CEO of Ligando, and of course, Jackson Curtis, COO of StudentFi.org. And don't forget, we also have some amazing music from Chris Barras-Brown of Upping Your Elvis. Every Friday should be a game-changing Friday. Listen, learn, and innovate. Hi, this is Ray Zen. Hi, I'm Jamie Martin from Ideal Shopping Direct. I'm Kate Bell, founder of Zip Us In. Hi, my name is Eirik Eide-Patterson. I'm a co-founder of Seaborg Technologies. Hi, I'm Katie Farrell, transformation coach, founder of The Catalyst for Life. Hey everybody, I'm David Frangioni, CEO and co-founder of All Access IDA, Inspire and Develop Artists, and you're listening to Kizzy's Friday Game Changer. Check it out. Hi, I'm Richard Tang, the founder and chairman of Zen Internet, the internet service provider business that I set up 25 years ago in the very early days of the internet. We're based in Rochdale, which is in the northwest of England, just north of Manchester. We provide broadband to small businesses, medium-sized businesses, and some of the biggest businesses in the UK, as well as the public sector and the third sector. We also supply a range of other internet and cloud services to businesses and organisations. We're challenging the biggest names in our industry with an approach that's more ethical, sustainable and people focused. And it's working well. We've grown every year since our inception and are consistently voted the UK's best broadband provider. We now employ over 500 people and supply internet services to around 100,000 UK customers. Here are my top five tips for game-changing businesses, starting with number one, put people first and money second. So at Zen, we have three most fundamental long-term objectives, which in priority order are happy staff, happy customers, and happy suppliers. And these three objectives are the reason we exist as a business, and everything we do should contribute ultimately to one or more of those three objectives. We found that putting people first and money second is a great way to make a financially successful business in the long term. Tip number two, always look for the positives. Every cloud has a silver lining, as they say. You are going to make a stack of wrong decisions. Hire the wrong people, buy the wrong kit, invest in the wrong areas, and all these things are priceless learning opportunities. There's always a positive, so find it and make the best of it. Tip number three, avoid sales commission and any sort of bonuses that are linked purely to financial performance. They drive short-term, money-focused behaviour that's no good for anyone in the longer term. In the extreme case, you get the sort of behaviour that led to the financial crisis of 2008. At Zen, we ditched sales commission eight years ago, and as a result, we've made more sales. Looking back, it was one of our best decisions. Tip number four, Get comfortable with the fact that your plans will never be complete and that things will never turn out quite how you expect. 
as businesses grow, they tend to get more sophisticated in the way they plan and model the future. But you need to be careful that all this additional planning and modeling doesn't stop you just giving things a go and seeing how they turn out, like you did when your business was smaller. Sometimes a dose of gut feel is much better at driving business success than a big and complicated spreadsheet. As author H. Jackson Brown Jr. said, opportunity dances with those already on the dance floor. So get yourself on the dance floor. Tip five, use your business as a force for good. Our world is facing a number of critical global issues, both in our societies and with the environment. Our current capitalist system, a system that we're all part of, is not sustainable in the long term, in my view. With our world leaders spending their time building walls between one another, the responsibility for creating a sustainable future for humanity and the environment will fall increasingly upon businesses choosing to do the right things. So those are my top five tips for game-changing businesses. I hope you enjoyed them. I hope you found them useful. I'd like to say a big shout out to my colleagues on the Zen board, Aisha, Matt, Paul, Sean, Phil, and our company secretary, Dawn, for being an absolute pleasure to work with. Thanks a lot, guys. And thank you very much, everyone, for listening. You're listening to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers, the world's number one business podcast experience. Listen, learn, and innovate. Hello, I'm Kevin Wenning, founder of Employee Arch Program. My Friday wouldn't be the same without Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Hello, everybody. This is Francis Carl from Polish Pitch Programs. I am a public speaking coach, and I live and work in beautiful Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Today, I wanted to introduce one of my programs to you, and it's called The Magic Three for Small Business. What starts out as building an elevator pitch often ends up as a deeper understanding of you and your relationship with your business. So let's get started. There's three steps. The first one is know your why. The second is step into your role. And the third is love your voice. Now, the first one is when you're asked why are you in business, a lot of people will say, well, I'd like to make some money or perhaps I'd like to give good customer service or make a difference somehow. Now, those are all very noble principles and they apply to just about every business, don't they? Or they should. But the question here for you is, what is it about your business that you want it to make it stand out? So a hint here is, what is the unique customer experience that you want everyone to have when they interact with your business. For a pest controller that I worked with once, it was, I deal in death, the death of your termites. For a carpet cleaning technician, it was, I have all your answers for red wine, and did you know that black tea is worse? And finally, there was a first aid supplying company, and the representative wanted to know, wanted people to know that I am here to help you when you have an accident. Good thoughts, aren't they? Take, it, take a moment to think about that. Now, once that has been decided, you then step into your role in achieving that unique customer experience. 
And I want to reassure you that there is no one better to take that role, that you are the unique living expert about your business in the world. There's no one else who knows. How awesome is that? No one else has your experience, your qualifications, your life experience, your family life, where you've been, what you've done, who you've spoken to, all of those things build to make you the best representative of your business. And the third element that we talk about is love your voice. Now, it really doesn't matter if you've been given a Minnie Mouse voice or a King Kong voice. It is an integral part of the instrument that you will be using to deliver your message. Other things that take that need to be taken into account are your breath, how you're breathing, how you stand, what you are conveying with your eyes and your facial expressions, what is your posture, how are you articulating your words. All of these form the picture of how you are delivering the message but also make your message believable. If you don't find what you have to say significant, no one else will. And that's the truth. You have approximately 10 to 30 seconds to capture someone's interest. So I suggest you make every word and every second count. I'm hoping that your response that you're looking for is, tell me more, rather than, that's nice. Just think about it. So I'd just like to do a, a quick summary of the success story for one of my clients. Karen was a very nervous speaker. She was a fab she is a fabulous photographer. After we'd worked together, Karen came up with this, and I, I mention it almost verbatim. She stood up and said, I'm Karen, and I'm a photographer of women. I will wait all day until I capture the shining moment for your shot. And here is an example of my work. She held up one of her magnificent prints and ended up with applause and three commissions on that very day. Fabulous results for her and maybe not transferable to everybody, but it did allow her to realign why she was in business in the first place with what she wanted to convey to an audience. And I suggest that's something that we all need to look at. If we say we are on a game-changing journey, my suggestion is take a look at your relationship with your business and is the magic still there? And if it isn't, what are you going to do about it? I look forward to talking to you more. Thanks so much. It's Francis Carl here from Polish Your Pitch Programs. I'm Brian Stolley, founding partner of Wildcat Venture Partners. Hey, Tanja Lee here, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. I'm a leadership and mindset specialist for real estate and property professionals. Hi, I'm Jonathan from Amplify. Hi, I'm Johnny Combe, CEO of Payback4UK. UK. I'm Kenneth Hafianyo, the founder of Jobwefa, an ethical fashion brand based in Ho, Volta Region, Ghana. My Friday is never the same without Kizzy's Friday Game Changes. This week's Boss Style performance is from British author and entrepreneur Chris Barris-Brown. Now, Chris is best known for his books, Free, Love Your Work, Love Your Life, 
Uh, he's done Wake Up and Shine and was Penguin's best-selling author in 2014. In 2010, Barrows Brown established the consultancy Up In Your Elvis. Now, this organization collaborates with Nike, uh, Unilever, Britvic, Diego, The Guardian, everyone from Mediacom to ITV to increase the energy and creativity of the workforce. Here he is, Chris Barrows Brown, performing Come On Lady. Listen to this. I'm Brian Stolley, founding partner of Wildcat Venture Partners. Hey, Tanja Lee here, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. I'm a leadership and mindset specialist for real estate and property professionals. Hi, I'm Jonathan from Amplify. Hi, I'm Johnny Cole, CEO of Payback Phone UK. I'm Kenneth Hafiano, the founder of Jogwefa, an ethical fashion brand based in Ho, Volta Region, Ghana. My Friday is never the same without Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Come on, baby, come on down. makes no sense people are so uptight intense when you come around my panic goes I love you girl from your hat down to your toes what you do makes everything okay The light in your eyes makes my darkness go away What you do makes everything alright Yeah, when you're near so bright Come on baby Come on please I want to show you my perfect Chief Explorer at Cat Explorer, and I love listening to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. 
Hi, my name's Jenna. I'm the founder of Jenna Hope Nutrition and co-founder of the Yogurt and Juice Network. Jenna Hope Nutrition is a nutrition consultancy business where we help individuals, brands, corporate companies and the media to provide smart, simple and sustainable nutrition advice. As the founder and co-founder of two companies, I'm forever working across a range of different things, marketing, delivering services, sales, PR, managing our accounts and so much more. So therefore, managing my time is absolutely essential. The Yoga and Juice Network is a nutrition education business where we focus on nutrition education in children and we actively inspire and empower children, parents and teachers in the UK to make healthier dietary and lifestyle choices. Throughout my time as an entrepreneur, I've learned not to fear knocking on people's doors, to stay true to yourself and not to let anyone take advantage. And more importantly, not to give up at the first hurdle. Throughout my time, I've had many people doubt me. As a young female in business, I've definitely had experiences where people don't take me seriously and try and take me for a ride. But what I've learned is that you have to stay true to yourself. You have to believe in yourself and you have to keep going. If you stop at the first hurdle, then you simply won't succeed. There will be multiple times where people question you, doubt you, tell you that you're not good enough, that you're not old enough, that you don't have experience and that you simply won't succeed. But the truth is, if you keep going, you keep knocking and you don't take no for an answer, you really will succeed. So to any budding entrepreneurs out there, I encourage you to get up, go, seek your dreams, follow everything you want to do because life's too short not to. It's vital that you don't give up, you don't stop at the first hurdle, and you just keep going. You're listening to Kizzy's Friday Game Changers, the world's number one business podcast experience. Listen, learn, and innovate. I'm Rainer Zittelmann, historian, sociologist, author, and entrepreneur, and you're listening to Kisses Friday Game Changers, the world's number one business broadcast experience. Hi everyone, I'm Andre Watson. I'm the CEO and founder of Ligandel. We're a gene therapy, drug delivery, and biotechnology company located in San Francisco that develops very personalized therapeutics. And right now we're working on a coronavirus antidote vaccine. Um, I started the company back in 2014, um, came out to Silicon Valley, I actually bought a one-way ticket right before my 22nd birthday, and I'd been studying at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, which is a university in New York, uh, technical as the name would suggest. Um, I studied biomedical engineering. I focused really on drug delivery, gene editing, and... The vision from very early on was reprogramming biological systems at will and turning biology into, you know, a programmable information science, not just something where we're poking and prodding and hoping for the best, like with a lot of other trucks. So, you know, I've been asked to give some advice and insight with regard to the entrepreneurial journey and what it's like and the lessons that I've learned over the years. So I have to think about really where the best place to start is because it's been a really long journey. When I first came out here, I didn't have a network. I didn't have, you know, a wealthy family or friends or 
really people who could just, you know, give me the money or loan me the money I needed to start a company. So I had to build everything from scratch. And at first it was really hard, you know, um, I think, you know, you deal with so much, especially when it's your first time starting a startup, you have to teach yourself everything. You have to surround yourself with the right people um, who complement your skills and who actually collaborate and want to help. And a lot of people just want to derive value from things that other people do. So over the years, I've you know, hired people, fired people, brought on associates, asked them to go, have had them come after me and the company at various stages, sometimes very deliberately in order to you know, interfere in fundraising activities, uh, have experienced investors trying to uh, basically get the company's intellectual property out. And really, I mean, if you, if you sum all of it up, it's, it's really, it can be nasty. I mean, Silicon Valley has this reputation of being the place to innovate and to build things, but it really is, um, it's, it has a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing and, um, out here, you know, everyone gives you smiles and gives you a hug and says hello, but everyone's got their motives. You know, they want, they want to find the next Google, the next Facebook, the next Genentech and whatnot. And, it's one of the most disingenuous places, in my opinion, even though there are some really wonderful people out here. So, you know, I would say it's really hard to, to give advice in a six-minute soundbite here. But when you start a company or when you raise money for a company, you know, a lot of the, the traditional ideas, or I should say even some of the memes around fundraising are really are really true and you have to find this kind of delicate balance it's it's like an art where you know you need a certain amount of hype but at the same time you don't want vapor and at the same time you need a certain amount of substance but then you need to actually build products depending on how hard it is to build your products and deploy them for example in Biotechnology, it takes longer to develop things because you have complex regulatory pathways. Depending on that difficulty, the traditional wisdom of, you know, launch a product first, don't raise money if you don't have to, is great. But you can't always do that. So in the instances where you can't, you, you do have to go out, you have to raise money, you have to learn how to talk the talk, and you have to learn how to sort of, um, you know, I have a friend who put it well, that raising money from VCs is like titrating fear of missing out with greed. And that's sad. We'd like to think that everyone just wants to improve the world, and that's what actually drives decision-making is, you know, here is something great that can make an impact that's really important. But that's not always what drives decision-making. A lot of it is just who you know and the politics thereof. So my advice... My, my real advice is that you need to actually really care about the product you're building or have something that is just going to be really good at making money quickly so you can go on to do the thing that you really want to be doing. But oftentimes, um, this is another great piece of advice I got 
from a mentor who's built a lot of biotech companies was, you know, it's about just as hard and takes just as long to build something that is simple as it is to build something that's complex, difficult, because it's going to take years. So if you have the choice, try to solve a real problem because that will actually keep you going. Even when everything's burning, everything is up in the air, when you don't know how you can go another day, that will be what keeps you going. But if it's a, you know, another app, sure, you can step away from it and go do the next thing, but that will also be what you're known for. So choose to do the things that you want to be remembered for, even if they're hard. And, you know, I suppose I give a shout out to all the people who've supported me over the years. It's really been um, an incredible journey overall and not an easy journey, but a very rewarding journey. And I don't regret it. So I hope this, this helps and inspires someone and that more entrepreneurs can try to solve difficult problems in spite of the world <laughs> at times. Um, it's going to be okay, and I think we're going to get through it. Hello, I'm Kevin Wenning, founder of Employee Art Program. My Friday wouldn't be the same without Kizzy's Friday Game Changers. Hello, Game Changers. My name is Jackson Kirchis. I created the world's first and only bachelor's degree in happiness. I went on to found the happinessmajor.com where we publish research and writings and design happiness 101 programs for higher ed and business. I'm also the COO of Student5, or an early stage fintech, building a web and app-based toolkit to help you navigate the student loan process all the way through college planning to repayment. So let's get started with two pieces of advice for you today. Number one is going to be commit to happiness, right? And so I know uh, a lot of entrepreneurs who are really successful, you know, they're rich, they're super rich, but they're spiritually broke. And what I mean by that is if you're working on your business 80, 90, 100 hours a week, I don't care if you're making a million dollars a year, a million dollars a month, you're, you're broke, right? You, you don't have time to live a, a happy, balanced life and, and, and spend time and invest in you know, people and things you love. So keep in mind that the goal of entrepreneurship is financial freedom in order to live that, that balanced and, and happy life. And so a couple things that can help you out with this. One thing I love, I call them reset questions. So right, these are questions that, depending on how you answer them, so as to act as a hard reset on, on how you're living and try to, to get you back into balance. So one that, that I use a lot is, when's the last time I watched the sunset? That's a powerful question, right? If you, if you think about, you know, you're on your deathbed or you're getting old, one of those things you think about is, if I could just watch one more sunset, right? And I don't want to get too dramatic with it, but when you answer that question, maybe it's been weeks, months, or even years since you stopped and just watched this beautiful sunset, all right? So maybe that's an indicator that it's time to reset a little bit and readjust, right? And, and those questions, maybe when's the last time you read a new book? You know, those can be whatever works best for you, but I like to think of them as hard resets, you know, to keep you on track. And something else I want to add to this point on committing to happiness is don't make your happiness conditional. 
most people, you know, you ask them, do you want to be happy? They say, of, of course, of course I want to be happy. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure I want to be happy, right? But what they really mean is I want to be happy when everything's going my way. I want to be happy, but my girlfriend just broke up with me. I want to be happy, but I need my business to, to really pick up, right? But that wasn't my question. The question was, do you want to be happy or don't you? So what I'm talking about here is committing to the path of unconditional happiness, no excuses, no contingencies. This is the decision that we all have in our, in our lives and it's the most important one we can make. Um, so number one, commit to happiness. My second piece of advice, thinking is overrated. <laughs> What's this guy talking about now, right? But let me explain. And it's not that thinking is not important, but I think there are at least three things that, you know, relatively speaking, way, way more important. Those three things are observing, learning, and acting. So observing is understanding what's actually going on. So, so what's the context of the situation? What's going on in the world around you? Right, that, of course, you can think all you want, but if, if you don't know the facts or you don't observe the facts, it doesn't really matter. So number two is going to be learning. If you're thinking with the wrong principles and the wrong knowledge base, you're really going in the wrong direction. It's actually counterproductive, right? So learning, much more important. Finally, acting. So thinking is often a trick that we play on ourselves, right? You may sit down to think, brainstorm, research all day. At the end of the day, what's the result? Action is what gets results, not thinking. So I'm not going to tell you don't think. I think that'd be, <laughs> that would be bad advice. Um, but what I will say is think about things, of course, but first observe what's going on, learn how to think about things, and then take action. So there you have it. Thinking overrated and commit to unconditional happiness. So I appreciate being on here. I want to give a quick shout out to Kwok Hong. Director of Experiential Learning at the University of Alabama, and my old man, Dr. Donald Kirchis. Thanks for having me, Game Changers. Best of luck. I know you're going to kill it. Take care and be happy. The world famous Game Changers Show. Game Changers Show. Game Changers Show. Game Changers Show.